Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello and welcome to Traveling Through Time with Bam Pow TV. That's us. I'm your Captain Kenneth, and around the table we have Chief Science Officer Beatrice. Live long and prosper. And the Muscle Monica. Yeah. I'm here to enforce. Chief of Security. We are here to talk about Legends of Tomorrow, episodes four through six. Quick recap. When last we met, we were in Seattle in 2042, and we picked up Zyra. Zora? Zari? Zari? Zari. Zari. Who does not go by her superhero name because it's not great anymore. What is it? Isis. Oh no! Yeah. So that that is a uh, good on you show for not <laughs> yeah. using it. Don't use that. Good. That's not great. Yeah. Oh, no. Real unfortunate. Man, could not have predicted that when they uh, wrote her character. No, they 15, could not. Twenty years ago. So what? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Basically. Oh yes, we end the episode with young Ray uh, making friends with the fucking sewer monster. Yeah. yeah Pettywise. Yeah. And so we jump into episode four. Which is Legends Ray. of E.T. Oh, my God. Yes. And I love it. Isn't it called Phone Home? Yes. Excellent. It was so cute, though. Uh, Monica lost it at the end of the episode when they biked in front of the moon. That was, was I like, feel like that's a, that's, they have encroached on someone's like legality. <laughs> it's no copyright infringement. No, it's okay because Ray was flying through the shot also. Yes. And so it was perfect. No! Yep. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Steven Spielberg has a case. Dude, no, that... that like very specific shot has shown up in a lot of media and it, it falls under fair use parody laws. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, because then they had they had Ray flying next to it. Yeah. And it was a baby dominator. Hell, and they had like Nate dressed as Biff washing a DeLorean. That like, was great. Oh my god, that was amazing. Yeah, they they knew exactly what they were doing and probably just how far they could take it. Uh, I have to say Sarah Lamps rolling up in that cherry red Irox Z was oh, man. pretty awesome. Step 1 more people need to have Irox. That is potentially the greatest car ever made, as long as you have the uh, the, the back window done with the sunshade thingy. Oh God, that's that's a very specific oeuvre you're speaking I to love here, it buddy. So God much. <laughs> <laughs> that is anyway, legitimately my fetish. I liked this because it opened and Ray disappeared halfway through. That was fun. Uh, poor Mick hit the ground. <laughs> he owes me money. <laughs> Worst trust fault ever. Um, I like how offended Ray was this entire episode that his younger self was some sort of delinquent now. Oh, I know. He's stealing candy? Skipping school? That's so great. It was also interesting to see older Ray reevaluating young Ray and yeah. his whole life. And Poor like, young Ray, though. He thought those guys were his friends. Yeah. I feel like that's almost a better way to go through it, to not know you're being bullied. You know, you don't carry it around with you. It's not yeah. a thing that affects you later. I, I feel like that's better. Yeah. We broke the glass there, and poor Ray now has to reevaluate his every memory. Yeah. Uh, I hope he's not too judgmental of his mom saying that thing about his experiments because she's a single mom. I, she's got to be just frustrated. She yeah. just wishes her kid was just a little bit easier on oh, her. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That moment though when adult Ray was like, she always said she liked my ideas. I oh, was so sad. What I was a like, heartbreaker. She loves your ideas. It's just, you know, she wants you to also have friends. Yeah. And I'm sure it 
there's definitely the side you present your kid versus yeah. how sometimes you're just kind of frustrated. Like, oh yeah, I imagine when you're <laughs> when you're a single mom just trying to get by, you tell your kid all the time things are great, things are awesome, and then every once in a while you cry yourself to sleep at night because everything yeah, is scary take, and hard. You take uh, a, a shower at four p.m. and mm-hmm. you just cry for a while. And yeah. It's yeah, fine because <laughs> you're the mom and you have to bear that. Yeah, and um, raise a Legend of Zelda guy. I <laughs> didn't actually think I could love him more, oh my but. God. He managed to raise oh. that bar. And then Nate was a super creep with Ray's mom. Like, gross, buddy. And <laughs> <laughs> his face. I just love when they showed up. And he's like, we're from Animal Control. And we heard there was a cougar in the neighborhood. <laughs> I lost it. I was like, that is unacceptable, Nathan. We were, we just rescued a bus full of kids. I wrestled, a, I wrestled a, bear. a bear. Look, Nate just really wanted Ray to have a younger brother. Oh! <laughs> gross. He's just looking out. <laughs> so I liked that later on when he well, tried to back on Ray's mom that it turned out to be a dominator. Oh, man, that was I like at the very end he's going, I'm going to go brush my teeth for a thousand years. Yeah. And then Ray's like, wait, why? <laughs> also, okay, did, has Singing in the Rain like entered public domain? Because I swear it, it showed up in this. They they were playing it. Ray was watching it and showing the little baby dominator. Mm-hmm. And I swear that has shown we up in know what three or four. What? <laughs> Three or four other TV shows I've seen recently. Well, like, you got your computer. No, that's too much. It I, might be. It's got its old. No, yeah, but like it, Disney keeps to be a hundred years, back. and Disney keeps fucking around with copyright law so that they don't lose Mickey Mouse. Hmm. I wonder if I wonder because I wonder if the Warner Brothers made some sort of deal with. Well, doesn't Warner Brothers run these? Yeah, if Warner Brothers owns it. Warner Brothers is probably like, yeah, sure. No, I. Um, no, I was thinking about Warner Brothers that owns this TV this TV show. That mm-hmm. maybe they reached out to whoever owns Singing in the Rain. Maybe they own them, or it's a conglomerate. You know, everything's a conglomerate now. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was it was interesting. Um, I, you know, Singing in the Rain is about a thruple. <laughs> so I really like that. Uh, <laughs> Mick and Joyce Fiddler on the Roof. That was cool. Yes, that was great. Mick is uh, he has layers. He's, like he's he reading. Layers. Yeah, we can talk about that. Sorry. Yeah. Did I skip ahead again? Yeah, that, that's next episode. And let's I'm get so there. Um, so, so yes, hyped. I I like that Mick is into Fiddler on the Roof. That, that was nice. Happy. Yeah. The 80s are fun. Um, and then we rescue. So we get to rescue Tiny Ray and the little Dominator, which was super cute. Which was super adorable. And like wasn't using his mind powers for evil. So, you know, they're not always bad. No. I mean, he did make those people sing and dance against their will. They were torturing him. Uh, you're not wrong. Yeah. No. He has every right to do that. They were literally, he was in pain constantly. Yeah. Also, did you know who Ray's mom is in this? Who? She is also Pam from Jessica Jones. Pam. Uh, Hogarth's new girlfriend. girlfriend? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I thought she looked familiar. You know, she's not Hogarth's girlfriend anymore. Nah. Nah, fuck that. She's she like, dumped the shit out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. You're a butthole. Yep. Pretty much. That's how I remember it happening. Okay. Can we talk about the next episode now? The most amazing episode of all time? Um, No, because we have oh. to talk about young Ray dressing up as the Adam. Aww. Aww. And I was so happy. Actually, the line of them in superhero suits oh, was so yeah. cute. It's like, oh, these my are my God. friends. And, and then there's... just Mick. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all your candy and your allowance. <laughs> seems right oh mick okay so episode five okay so kenneth which was the best episode of television you'd ever seen when you were talking about is it this episode or the next one is it yeah is it phone home or is it return of the mac no is it return of the mac or is it the helen of troy one or is it phone home you said on slack yeah i i might have been hyperbolic um i 
think it was the E.T. one. Okay. If not, it it's was because it one. hit all your eighties. Oh, it did. Yeah. yeah, and I'm all about that. That's why I'm going to go watch Ready Player One because it's a movie written specifically for, for you. my nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I love this episode so much. Uh, Return of the Mac was amazing, mostly because I just I love vampires. I uh, I love Mick loving vampires, and then I fucking love Damien Dark. Well, you know why Mick loves vampires, right? Because this entire season is built on shout-outs to other stuff the cast has done. And he was fucking in the third Blade yeah, movie! Yeah, he was Blade 3. He was, he was the yeah. king of vampires! He was the progenitor. Oh, my God! Yeah. Oh You're welcome. God, I just realized this! <laughs> Holy you, shit! My mind is blown. Holy shit! Oh, my shit. God. How did I forget about that? I totally blanked. That's the best of all the Blade movies. He oh, was, my God. He was so much skinnier in that one. Like, oh. he's so beefy now. Like, I'm not I'm not mad about it. But oh, his shit. face is different. Oh, shit. Oh, my no, God. Now we have to go watch that. Okay. Yeah. You know what? This is the best show on television. <laughs> it is. Across the board. I bar love this fucking show. none. Like, oh, my God. Season one, eh. Season, season two, better. delightful. This season, best show yeah, on television. Yeah, because they're just so heavily leaning into their oh, comic They have bookness. embraced what they are. Yeah. And they are just reveling in it. Yeah. Oh my god, Nick was the original Dracula! Also, he really wants to stab a vampire. Who doesn't? <laughs> he staked that dead guy! Look, it's for everyone's protection. Yeah. Boom! I love that dude stole his Apple watch. I'm sorry, his Palmer watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Return of the Mac. <laughs> um, I read a post somewhere that they thought it was hilarious that um, a plot, like a the thing that the plot hinged on, was someone's um, cell phone ringtone. That like the entire episode hinged on. So <laughs> I just I loved so much when we found out that it was Damien Dark's watch because that would one hundred percent be his ringtone. Like oh, I yeah. completely believe that. Yeah, it just seems right. Do you think they picked the ringtone and then went, "Who can we bring back, Damien?" <laughs> well, he was just such a good villain in this show and mm-hmm. not in Arrow. No, Arrow was terrible. So if you're going to bring him back, bring him back on Legends. Yeah. Well, and it was it was such an interesting, like, clue that they were looking at the fingerprints on it and one of them was Oliver's. And I was like, what? What? Yeah. I was very confused. How would Oliver's fingerprints get on a watch they found in Victorian London? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so then when they had to bring in Curtis and he's like, do you have a bar on that chip? Because you're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they bring him back. And he's like floating in the air and he's got his hands out, my, like controlling everybody. And then he's like, wait, who took my watch? <laughs> Which is just, it's Look, so funny. priorities. It's a nice watch. It's a nice watch. Um... Counts his steps. Because <laughs> that's what Damien Dark cares about. I leave myself really weird notes. Like, look up Toy Story 3 reference. Oh, it's because they were dying in the ship. And he said, this is a Toy Story 3, Ray. And then reached back to hold his hand because at the end of Toy Story 3, when they're falling into the vat of fire, they all reached out and held hands. Get it together. Sort yourself out. I don't even like those movies. It's the part where everyone cries. Did you remember what Mick did? No. Okay, you're not wrong. Boom. The part of Toy Story 3 where everyone dies. Are you everyone cries because yeah. we are we are all toys in a fiery pit. I love that movie. Oh god, I do. I don't care. It's great. It's good. I liked it. So great. Okay, so let's, let's talk more about Damien Dark um, and his daughter, who's grown up mm-hmm. and is also evil and magical. Yeah, and hot. Oh, and Rip oh gets arrested. Womp womp. They like sold him, <laughs> which he I'm was, fine with because he he's a, a dick. Yeah. Rip, he's pull it a giant together. You can't face. just use people and then toss them away. Oh no, he can. He's Rip. Yeah. Well, now he's in time jail. So <laughs> I'm fine with it. He belongs in time jail. Time jail. Yeah. We're one step closer to um 
Sarah and the director Sharp making yeah. it. Uh-huh. Shipping it so hard. What was that? Oh my god. Episode six. Oh hi, Helena of Troy. This episode I did not really like. Like it was fine, but eh. It was no return to the back. No, the problem, like the previous two were so delightful. This one was just solid. But before we before we move on, I just have to say how much I loved that fight scene to Return of the Back where Damien Dark is like holding oh, a drink in one hand yeah. and then fighting everybody. <laughs> it was so beautiful. I wanted to watch it forever. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> installed in your brain on a loop behind one eye. Yeah, if I had Google Glass, it would just be playing that scene over and over nice. again. I all mean, day. there's other scenes that I would play. Over Gross. Over. I mean, I can't watch porn at work. Not you with that attitude. Not, yeah, you yeah. haven't tried yet. Fist bomb for that, bro. So I did like this one just because I am all about Freaky Friday stuff. And I like that they even referenced Freaky Friday. Yes. And I actually, I did enjoy it for the body swap stuff. Yes, that, yeah. was, that was hilarious. And of- watching Jefferson talk like <laughs> Martin <laughs> was great. Yeah. And like Jefferson going, I don't know, man, I have to be all the time. And I'm so <laughs> tired. <laughs> yeah, body swap is in like my top five fave ridiculous tropes. Yeah. Number one, of course, is time loop. Also, how do you not love this episode? Hedy Lamar is a huge centerpiece in it. I love Hedy Lamar. And I love how much Martin loves her for her science. Her brain. Her mm-hmm. science stuff. Like she's on his like, you know, whatever chit or whatever. But it's not because she's a hottie. It's because she invented like 75 things we use now. Yeah. She invented Wi-Fi. Like, come on. That's I amazing. Love, I love the little throwaway line like a shout out to that when she's on that phone and she literally mumbles to herself there's got to be a better way to make connections yeah and he literally goes there is and you'll <laughs> find it oh <laughs> so good i think the thing that annoyed me i mentioned it to monica while we were watching is that in the story of the trojan war helen of troy gets mentioned a lot but we never really get to hear her in active voice she's always just a prize know, to a prop yeah a prop mm-hmm. and so we never actually no, did she leave Menelaus because she loved Paris or did he kidnap her? Did she want to go back to Menelaus or did she want to be here in Troy or did she want neither of them? And that's and so I would have liked it more if in this episode she got to be to have more agency and get to be an active participant. It, it wasn't until the very end that she actually mentioned that she just wants to go someplace else. I feel like it started out that way where she was just like being swapped around. And I think they explained it pretty well in that she has no idea what's happening here because she's like been time misplaced Mm -hmm. um i do like that eventually she did get to say i like it here i don't want to go back this place i can understand and i'm picking it up and this is where i want to be and i don't want to go back there and i like at the very end she was like you can't send me there everybody just fights all the time and i'm not into it that's not what i'm interested in i hate it like don't take so i really liked that part where she did get a voice and Mm -hmm. she never explained all that other stuff Mm -hmm. but you did get to hear like I don't enjoy this. This is not fun for me. I want to be somewhere where I can just be and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I like that too. Well, and then she I- gets dropped off at the mascara. Fucking the mascara! That's so delightful. No dudes! Um, uh, I was talking to Shelby. Well, we were talking about this on Slack and we're ta- Shelby and I were going back and forth about like what it means that Sarah and other hidden lesbians in the 40s didn't react to Helena. Helen. Um, and like what that means like what the show is trying to say about gender dynamics and gender differences and what it says about Sarah herself versus, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting, I kind of wanted it to end up that she had some sort of glamor that was enacted or some sort of passive, like pheromone that, uh, be, just because it felt like it was such uh, a potent reaction. Yeah, it to was her. so over the top. Yeah. Like, that I don't w- care how good looking you are. I'm not going to just punch a dude because of it. Like, 
Well, and let's, be, I mean, and, and like that actress is, is beautiful, but I mean, she's not the most beautiful one I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. So I would have liked it if there was some sort of meta thing happening where yeah. people were just, I mean, for all we know, that is what was happening. They just didn't talk about it. Yeah, but I'd rather if you're going they to do that, something. have a little like shout maybe out about like it. Martin in the ship had done like a scan or something. It was like, oh, she's giving off something. Yeah, weird yeah. Zeta. Yeah, she's like sweat. the world's first meta. Mm-hmm. That's obviously Namor or Apocalypse. All right, come. Apocalypse. Apocalypse isn't from here, is he? Yeah, he is. Oh, he, no. he was the first mutant. Never mind. I was thinking about um, Apocalypse, Sea. the place, Dark Side. Oh man, that place sucks. <laughs> do not live there. <laughs> That's the moral of that story. Anyway, the questions the episode brought up about the fact that none of the women had a problem with her, but all of the men did, I thought was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Because I'm I'm always uh, weirded out by when that happens in other shows or movies where somebody has like unreasonable uh, attraction, but it only goes from one gender to another. It's usually a woman who, and all the men around her fall in love with her. Yeah. And so, but I'm like, what about gay dudes? Does that not work? And what about women who like women? Does it work for them or not? And so I always like it when they when when they're able to talk about that a little bit. And I would have liked it if they the show could have talked about that too. Like even I almost wish there had been a moment where Sarah almost like fell into the spell because mm-hmm. she is a known bisexual entity. Um and then she fought it off. Yeah, or something. because she like, also has way stronger mental she, fortitude. Yeah, she has mental fortitude. She knows what it is to be controlled. She knows what it is to be led by her more base impulses and has mm-hmm. taken control of that. And yeah. I legitimately think she's the most controlled person on this um, ship, if not planet. And that would have been really nice. Yeah, I would have liked yeah to see Sarah slip a little bit and then maybe to see one of the guys be less affected. Yeah. By her, you know, I mean, Martin, I think, was a little less affected because uh, he, he was focused on Hetty. Mm-hmm. So, which is also interesting that she can affect you unless you're legitimately in love with or interested in someone yeah, else. You have another because Martin point. is in love with his wife mm-hmm. and also is pretty much mentally in love with Hetty Lamar. He's very infatuated with her, and she's right yeah. there, right? And nobody else on the show is in love with anybody. Mm-hmm. So that's also interesting. But you're right; they could have said more things out loud. I mean, yeah, but th- this is a, this is a fun, silly show, and and I liked it for what it was, and I didn't think it was outright offensive, but I do think it would be. It's always interesting to delve more into that yeah. if you have the time and the space mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, I love the the car ride with the four ladies. They yes, took yeah, her. that was uh, that was great. I loved all the outfits and the hair. Everybody looked amazing. I loved Firestein. Firestein, that was so great. <laughs> they and put Victor Garber in that outfit. Yeah. That was I, great. <laughs> I assume this is going to be the last time we see them merged, unless mm-hmm. it's a final merge before breaking apart. And I think that's just such a good way to go out of having Stein actually yeah. riding the the Firestorm mm-hmm. ship for once. That's fun. Yeah, I so say delightful. everybody's hair looks great except for in uh, Sarah's hair. Sarah's looks hair looks terrible, weirdly terrible in that scene in the tent with, when she's talking, when she's talking with talking dark. Dark before she gets into her outfit with her hair pinned up and goes to rescue Helen. Mm. When she's in like the fancy cocktail dress, her hair just looked like crap. Like it did not look right. Like I saw what they were trying to do with it. Mm-hmm. You said like a Lana Turner thing with big curls and waves, but it just looked half-assed. Yeah, like Vixen's hair looked amazing. Yeah, but you know. Sometimes, sometimes your hair just falls to shit. You yeah. know, we, everybody gets a bad hair day every Whatever. once in a while. They have people on set. I know. I was thinking maybe it was really humid that day and they couldn't get the curls to stay in. Then they should have pinned it up or something. Oh yeah. my gosh. I'm really judgmental about costume yeah, design apparently. today, apparently. So we had a cool uh, sword fight scene and then we find out that Damien Dark's daughter is running around. And so I wonder, is that just 
his daughter that we saw from Arrow. Yeah, who's I now think it's grown up daughter. Grown up and then booped back into the past. Yeah, like I think, it, I think he went and got her. Or like someone, maybe... Um, well, someone else would have had to get her Mossel, because he whatever, was dead Mollusk, at that whatever point. his name is. Mollusk. Mollusk <laughs> went and got her thinking, this is who I need to make sure that Damien's on my side. Uh-huh. And so he just like, like he grabbed her. Interesting. Well, and I like Time that she... so weird. Right? I love it. I like that she has the same like life force sucking power as him too. Yeah. And dude, when she caught... Uh, Sarah? Who was the first one? No, no. Um, when she, oh, she caught the fire from Firestorm, and, and then, then like the zappiness the zap from, from Zari. Ray. No, it was from Ray. Oh, it was from Ray. That's right. Yeah. Oh, and she had f- different fire in each hand. Yeah, was that sick. was hella cool. Oh, uh, then she attacked Sarah, and now Sarah's in a coma. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's a medically induced coma. It's, it's totally fine. fine. It's fine. It's Definitely fine. doesn't result in any sort of brain injury. No, no, trauma. no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like so a really fine. long sleep. It's fine. Yeah. I tell you though, if she wakes up and has amnesia, or if she has some sort of Lazarus-induced PTSD flashback. Nah. I hope nah. not because we're way past that. I, I think that'd if anything, lame. she'll just be out for next episode. Yeah, I think next episode she's out and the, they just show that they're not good without her. Yeah. Like the next episode is just like they fight over who should lead and then it ends up being Mick and nothing works out. Oh, man. God, remember when they first got rid of Rip and they were trying to figure out who should oh, be in charge? Oh, and Stein was trying to do it and it was just a dumpster That was fire. terrible. Well, because he's a scientist. He's not here to make hard calls. Yeah. He can't sacrifice people. Yeah. Anyway, I love this show so much. Uh, I'm it not kidding. Just, Best show on yeah, television. It's it's just so great week after week, and it. I think after I assume they got a very positive reception last season, mm-hmm. and just went, oh, people really like just this Shout stupid comic book mm-hmm. weirdness. Yeah, let's crank it up. Well, if all the shows to be able to do that stuff, it's this one. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because they definitely have the benefit of just being able to hop around and have wildly different settings every yes. week it's and have it make sense. So we can do a Raiders of the Lost Ark episode and we can do a Star Wars episode. Yeah. <laughs> All those things. And Jurassic Park episode. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure we've had. Oh, we did get the <laughs> a random uh, Jurassic Park shout out from Dibney it, when the dinosaur bones were eating Oh, him. yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Something about Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. That I think is that's that. it. We're caught up. We are caught up. And we will be back in a day or two with the gifted and shutting down Inhumans. Shutting it down. Turn the lights off. Pick up your popcorn. Get the fuck out. (laughs) Maybe just leave the popcorn. No. What am I, an animal? Yeah. This was really bad. Take it home and munch up. Don't leave it for people to clean up. Breakfast popcorn. So anyway, we will see you next time. Same man pal. Same pal channel. Sam pal. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.